Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK. And today we analyse the decisions to award forthcoming editions of the Nations Cup to Cameroon, Ivory Coast and Guinea. We take a look at the attraction of Turkish football. Didier Drogba was there last season and Dembaba's in Turkey this season with Besiktas. So how good is Turkish football and where is it heading? As the top teams bring in players of the quality of Dembaba, as they manage to attract more foreign players, I think that we will see more achievements by Turkish clubs um, on, on the European front. Also, Nigeria and Lazio midfielder Ogeni Anazi speaks about his faith. But first, let's start with the Africa Cup of Nations. The Confederation of African Football has named the hosts of three editions of the Nations Cup. Cameroon will host in 2019, and Ivory Coast in 2021. And a surprise unscheduled announcement gave Guinea the right to host the 2023 tournament. Zambia missed out, despite having built some excellent stadiums. And Algeria also missed out. So that means West Africa will stage three Nations Cups in a row from 2019 to 2023. So Solomon, what do you make of the decisions? Well, I I really don't uh, understand why CAF has to name this team the way that they did and also looking at the balance of power in football instead of really spreading it across. I think it's something that is lacking. Outside of South Africa, in the Southern African region, uh, we haven't seen any southern african country really hosting the nation's cup and also if you look at east africa the last time east africa hosted any africa cup of nations uh, in any of the countries was ethiopia in 1976 and kenya was supposed to host in 1996 uh, but they because of cash problem they withdrew and south africa got the rights to host that so i definitely think that for me we have to really spread this around and uh, is Definitely situations and opportunities for countries like Algeria. The last time they hosted was 1990, which they won, playing the final against Nigeria. And also, if you look at it, we also have uh, Zambia, which I felt Zambia was really getting ready to host uh, uh, and get the rights to host, looking at the infrastructures that have been built, uh, the stadiums that have been built by the Chinese, and, and also if you look at the, the roads that have been built. I think Zambia as a nation in itself has grown uh, over the last few years through infrastructures. And, and also with the, with the tourism attraction in Zambia, the, the, the Victoria Fault, which was really supposed to be part of and parcel of the Afghan beat, and, uh, w- which is really attractive and we all know is an iconic uh, location in Africa. But overall, for me, I, I just feel that maybe, you know, we should have uh, looked at it more deeper. And uh, Cameroon, Ivory Coast, and Guinea. Guinea is going to be hosting for the first time. Ivory Coast, the last time, was, was really in the, in the 80s, uh, 1984. And also there is uh, Cameroon right in there. But I, I just feel that, that CAF, uh, you know, should encourage other nations who are bidding to host to do the right thing, to put their bid together, just so they will get the rights to host, just so, you know, this tournament uh, can go around the continent of Africa. It's uh, somewhat strange that Guinea were given the 2023 Nations Cup because that was not even on the agenda, but a special decision was made because of what was called their great commitment. But uh, 
Rather peculiar, isn't it, that uh, Guinea were given 2023? Yeah, it's uh, rather peculiar. So we, we hope to see how they're going to be able to do that. It's good to have a country in Africa hosting AFCON for the first time, uh, which Guinea is going to uh, be able to do. And I do hope they would be ready before then, knowing also that Guinea has a lot of internal problems politically uh, and socially. But but I do hope that they, they're going to be able to do that. But it was a very unusual announcement for me, Steve. You know, I thought, you know, the 2023... Uh, host would not be named now, maybe much later. So a few questions there, but uh, no doubt I'm sure that uh, Cameroon, Ivory Coast and Guinea would all put on uh, fantastic tournaments. And now the big question that's left is the 2017 Nations Cup. Uh, Countries had up until the 30th of September to put in their bids uh, this after Libya had withdrawn. And now uh, nations that uh, are in the mix there include Zimbabwe. Uh, We put in a bid uh, just a few days ago. Uh, Also Ethiopia, uh, Kenya as well. And in West Africa, the likes of Mali and Ghana will have one of the leading chances there. Do you see maybe that 2017 might go to East Africa or to Southern Africa, perhaps as compensation because of these other three tournaments that are heading to West Africa? Yes, I, I, I think, you know, CAF should make the right decision and just zoom in uh, the the host of the 2017 to either any of the hosts uh, beats from Southern Africa or Eastern Africa, countries like Ethiopia, Zimbabwe and Zambia. Ethiopia, we've seen the growth of their football over the years. Football is becoming a a really huge sport in in, in Ethiopia. They have a huge history, but over the years they lost it. But it's it's more like now they're going back to reclaim those glory. And I hope that, you know, they're going to be able to to, to do it. You know, Ghana hosted the Africa Cup of Nations not long ago, you know. uh, Zambia and, and haven't hosted that before for Zimbabwe and if you look at Ethiopia last hosted it in, in a very long time in the 70s and, and I hope CAF would really just zoom into these two African regions, the Southern African region and the Eastern African region and, and so we'll be able to see the host of the 2017 AFCON coming from any of this uh, region Well thanks a lot Solomon and you can tell us what you think on WhatsApp and on our Facebook page. Is it fair for West Africa to get three consecutive editions of the Nations Cup? On Facebook, Abdu Dem in the Gambia says congratulations to my West Africans and a great decision by CAF. I wish the host nations good luck and successful tournaments. And Adama Baji says wow what a great move from CAF. Do get in touch on WhatsApp on plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero that's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero or on our facebook page planet sport football africa and that's all one word uh, last week we asked uh, what do you think is the way forward for the ivory coast national team should the new coach hervé renard make big changes or carry on with a gentle approach Abli osise says unless and until major changes are made the elephant's performances won't be as brilliant as compared to their previous displays. And Starboy Cham says an overhaul wouldn't help. He just needs good man management skills to get the best out of his current players. Well, thanks a lot for those comments. This week on WhatsApp, tell us what do you think about West Africa getting three consecutive editions of the Nations Cup? The number again, plus 447955232780. That's plus 447955232780. Or on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. 
Well, now to part two of our interview with Ogeni Onazi, the Nigeria midfielder who plays his club football with Lazio in Italy. Onazi is 21 years old and he played in all four of Nigeria's games at this year's World Cup, impressing many. Now, Onazi is a follower of Jesus Christ and he believes that he's seen God's favour in his life in many ways. Last week, he told us how he's recovered well from major injuries. And in this part, Oloashina Okaleji asked about how Onazi once escaped a bomb blast in his hometown of Jos in Nigeria. Well, it's just the grace of God, as I've said in my life, because it is not normal for someone to just leave the, the scene of the, where the bomb is being placed and then you leave just like that because something just told you to leave. And you just, I just left. And uh, not up to 10 minutes and the bomb just went off. And so I just don't know how to explain it. That is the, that is the grace of God in my life. And also you had to bounce back from career-threatening injuries. You've escaped bomb blasts. I mean, God must really, really have made you the chosen one. Mm, well, <laughs> not really. I'm not the, most, I'm not the righteous, most righteous person in the world. But at least I, I know I have God in my life and I, I honor him. And so I think that little grace... His mercy and his favor is always on me. And so I will continue to praise him my only two way and try as much as possible to keep in faith with God. I see you on the social media, Instagram, Twitter, and all of them. And sometimes you put certain verses in the Bible on your tweets and all of that. Can you tell me what's your favorite um, verse in the Holy Bible and why? Why that, why that particular one? <laughs> my favorite verse in the Bible it's written on my, even if you see on my football boot, you see there is Psalm 23, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, he makes me to lie down in green pasture, he leads me beside the still water, he restores my soul, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil, for that is with me, the rock and the staff, and all that. So when you read all, you know that this is really an actual verse that is going to cover you all through, and so that is why I put it always on uh, the social network and it's boldly written on my football boots. That's Ogenyi Onazi, the Nigeria and Lazio midfielder. And there was good news for Onazi this week as he signed a two-year contract extension with Italian club Lazio, keeping him there until 2018 and giving him improved personal terms. Well, now on Planet Sport Football Africa, let's focus on African players in Turkey. The European country seems to be attracting more and more African stars, with Didier Drogba playing at Galatasaray last season, and Ghana striker Majid Waris joined Trabzonspor from Spartak Moscow in Russia at the start of this season, and Senegal's Demba Ba moved to Besiktas from Chelsea. And Besiktas nearly got into the group stage of the Champions League. Indeed, if Demba Ba's effort in the dying minutes of the playoffs against Arsenal had gone in, Besiktas would be in the Champions League group stage this season. Well, our European football expert Stuart Weir joins me from the UK. Uh, Stuart, Turkey's not traditionally known as a major league, but it seems to be growing. So what exactly does Turkish football have to offer to players? If we start with Waris, I mean, he's an interesting player. He's only 22, but he's already played in Sweden, Russia and France. Uh, he didn't get many games at uh, Spartak Moscow. 
and I suppose just playing time is an, an, is an attraction. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned Demba Ba, who at one stage said he wanted to leave Chelsea and go to Paris Saint-Germain, finished up at Betetkas. You know, playing time is one of the things for somebody like Demba Ba. And, I mean, another I could add to the list, of course, would be Emmanuel Ibui at uh, Galatasaray, um, with surplus requirements at Arsenal, found that the best offer he got was Turkey. Now, Turkey's football is certainly on the up financially. There seem to be people investing in the clubs, particularly Fenerbahce, uh, Galatasaray, Bedetkes. But but generally, there's more money around. And of course, once you get into the Champions League, that generates money for you or have a good run in the Europa League. Uh, And I think that money is part of the issue. Also, Turkey has quite a favourable climate. And... um, Istanbul is a really interesting, one of the world's great cities. So again, I can see an attraction of players wanting to go and live in in, in that city. And because the standard is just that little bit lower than, say, the English Premiership, players are perhaps more likely to get a lot of game time. So, I mean, it's a complicated package. I mean, I think that uh, Adyembaba, if he had been given a, an offer to play for Paris Saint-Germain with a reasonable guarantee of first-team football, I'm sure he'd have gone there rather than to Turkey. But, you know, he didn't get that offer. And perhaps playing regularly, getting decent money, and uh, it's certainly a bit warmer in Turkey than it was in Newcastle in the north of England where he played for some time. So to sum it up, I would say playing time, good contracts and a favourable climate are quite attractive uh, things about Turkey's football at the moment. And Stuart, in terms of international football, where would you say Turkey are right now? The Turkish national team, is greatest day, of course, was when they reached the semi-final of the World Cup in 2002. They're currently ranked 32 Uh, which means they probably usually just miss out on qualifying for World Cups, European Championships. Club-wise, they've never really had a great impact on the Champions League, you know, getting through the group stage is probably what what they normally achieve. But, you know, as the top teams bring in players of the quality of Jemba Ba, as they manage to attract more foreign players, I think that uh, we will see more achievements by Turkish clubs um, on, on the European front. So football in Turkey is growing and more African stars are likely to be heading there in time to come. Thanks a lot to Stuart Weir. And that's it for this edition of Planet Sport Football Africa. But do get in touch on Facebook or on WhatsApp. We're asking what do you think of the decisions made by the Confederation of African Football to give three consecutive Nations Cups to West Africa. Cameroon will host in 2019, Ivory Coast in 2021 and Guinea in 2023. While Zambia and Algeria missed out. Were these good decisions by CAF? Uh, Let us know what you think on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, or on WhatsApp on plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. From me, Steve Vickers, from Solomon Ashams and Stuart Weir, thanks a lot for being with us. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.